Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. I'm Aaron Schweitzer, publisher of The Source and co-host of this podcast. I am joined by Nicole Vulcan, our editor. We are powered by The Source Weekly, Ben's locally owned newspaper. Listeners tune in to find out how our community is dealing or not dealing with the ever-evolving new normal. Today, we are speaking with Kim, Kim Gammond. She is the executive director at the City Club of Central Oregon. She's a proud graduate of Ben Senior High School, continued her education at the University of Oregon with a Bachelor of Arts in History and Political Science and a Master's of Science in Communication from Purdue University. Prior to City Club, Kim was the Communications and Public Affairs Director at the Central Oregon Association of Realtors. Kim spent 10 years working in fundraising and event management at the Pacific Forest Trust, the High Desert Museum, and her own company, Specialized Events. Kim is deeply involved in our community, having served on the Ben 2030 Leadership Alliance, Ben Mid-Market Housing Workgroup Steering Committee, Ben Livability Conference Steering Committee, OSU Cascades Community Integration Committee, and as a University of Oregon Alumni Chapter President. While not working hard, she enjoys swimming, cross-country skiing, reading, and traveling alongside her husband, young son, and a dog of indeterminate breed. Kim, that's a lot of serious work you've been putting in there for these committees. Those are, uh, and those are not light lifts either. No, no, it's uh, all, all serious stuff and a little bit of fun. <laughs> Great. Um, well, Kim, maybe start off by <clears throat> briefly describing um, City Club and its mission. So the City Club of Central Oregon, we've been around uh, for 16 years now, seven, going on 17. And uh, our, our mission is really to create conversation and civic dialogue in the community. And that has evolved in different ways over the years. But at its core, it's about bringing people together that are from different backgrounds and different viewpoints and having a conversation on a topic that uh, produces thinking and maybe thinking about things from someone else's perspective and um, leaves people, you know, walking away with uh, more knowledge and understanding of where others are coming from. Yeah, great. And then how did you get into this role? Mm -hmm. So I have been the executive director um, going on four months now, and I um, actually started attending City Club and joined the program committee and then the membership committee, uh, you know, way back in like 2006, 2007. Uh, and it was pretty early on in my career and my return to Central Oregon, and it was um just one of the best ways I got to know people kind of as an adult and made connections in this community and some lifelong friends. So it was, it's always been something that um, beyond how much I learned and um, gained through the forums, it, it's also been one of my, my favorite ways to connect with people. So this past summer, when um, Joy Drucker had announced her retirement, um, I sat down and chatted with her and uh, then went ahead and applied and went through the interview process. And um, yeah, and it, and it worked out. And uh, I'm now getting to do what I've kind of always said I wanted to do, which is help people um, find solutions and have uh, conversations. So you've talked about, you know, the, the fact that City Club is about having conversations, sometimes about hard topics. Mm -hmm. They're, they have to be focused on some type of issues. Obviously those issues can be difficult too. So I was just curious, um, you know, when you're developing programming for City Club, what do you see as some of the most pressing issues Central Oregon is facing right now? And then we'll talk a little bit about how that factors into your programming in a bit. 
So there's kind of, you know, there's two routes. And when we're doing programming, whether it's us or the Ben Chamber or, you know, all these other civic organizations, you can you can take a topic like transportation. And we know um, how, how big of a topic that is. And um, in many aspects, you know, it's a hot topic. And uh, so there, you could go that route or we'll go the route of um, even how do we have conversation coming out of the pandemic? Uh, this is, it's, it's not easier than it was before, that's for sure. So you can get kind of that more um, philosophical route, um, or you can we'll have forums about transportation, childcare, uh, climate change. These are all topics that are upcoming this year. Um, we're going to get into some issues about elections, um, both some statewide issues and some some local issues, and beyond just XYZ ballot measure, but um, really looking at how we're functioning as a you know a democracy and, and that sort of thing. So we go, we try to keep things um, you know going in different directions and um, not have two topics uh, or two months kind of in the same format or going the same direction. Do you guys talk about like the issues that are the most um, pressing in Central Oregon when you're sitting around that room developing programming? Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> I do have to say that is maybe that's one thing that's nice is uh, there is a lot of agreement on what those issues are. Uh, and that, so that's one place at least we can start from. And that's it's kind of always been how I approach an issue is if, if we can identify, if we can agree on a problem um, and knowing that we have different ideas about it and different solutions, then, uh, you know, we can have a conversation about it. But, you know, our, our growth um, and the issues surrounded by that, transportation, childcare, like I said, uh, the climate issues um, are or changing demographics. These are all things that I think um, if you're kind of in any conversation with people about our community, they're going to come up quickly. And when you talk about transportation, that is that is something from, you know, a downtown parking district to how do we get people to and from um, Bend and Prineville and our entire regional system. So there, there's there's no, uh, no, small, no small issue. <laughs> Kim, since you since you're a lifelong Bendite, um, your perspective—I mean, do you find that your perspective is—I um, mean, it's a pretty unique one. These in these this day and age, you don't meet a lot of people uh, who've lived here as long as you have, who have the uh, breadth of history with regard to that stuff. Does do you feel do you have do you feel that come into your conversations when you're talking about? issues because I know at least for myself I've been here a while not lifelong like you tip of the hat but um you know there's when people talk about growth there's people who've been here six years and they're like oh my gosh I can't believe how things have changed things are really exploding and you know I have to think back 30 years and you know it's quite a different perspective so I'm just wondering if you when you get around those tables how does that inform your just choices say first of all one thing that has probably changed for me maybe even over the past five years is I definitely often led conversations with that being a local um, perspective and um, it's kind of something you brag about and you know those of us from here you know we're proud of and we know it's, it's interesting and I may even have been a council debate or something a while ago where someone said you know 
people will list that on, um, uh, you know, in bios and, and that sort of thing, but it doesn't give anyone more of a say. And that, it took me a long time to come around to, <laughs> is that, you know, I, I have that perspective, but my voice is just as, you know, all of our people from here, our voices are, carry the same weight. Um, I do, I do hope I have a little more um, historical perspective when, you know, when we do start talking about growth and to be able to say, I, I know this, this feels um, difficult what we're going through, or it feels like things are exploding, but you know, what, you know, let me tell you what I've seen. <laughs> it's, right, um, right. you know, there's, uh, it's, it's quite a different place. And I, and I always say, I probably would not have moved back here mm-hmm. if it hadn't changed. Um, you know, if it was still the the town I graduated from in high school, it was it was a nice, beautiful place and so much to do and all that. But um, there wasn't a lot of diversity. There wasn't a lot of live. You know, we had mentioned music then, and that was a huge. It was just a huge start. Obviously, so many other things have come along, but there just wasn't enough to do, and um, there wasn't enough opportunity for career growth. So I also respect that um, where the growth process that we've gone through and where we're going has a lot of positive benefits um, to be here long-term. Yeah, that's a great perspective. I'm curious about, you know, you talked about some of the most pressing issues that you see, transportation and childcare and growth. Um, I know those don't always translate into the most interesting forums, surprisingly. Um, So I'm just curious, what have been some of the most impactful forums that you've um that you you've taken part in or that city club has taken part in during your time or maybe even right before you became executive Mm -hmm. director um you know one of the first ones that comes to mind was our october forum and it was um the the houseless youth uh issue and so yeah so you have this issue of homelessness which is you know another one of those those big issues that we talk about in central oregon but we, we narrowed it down to um a sector that um, people probably have a little more empathy around. So you can you can bring people into a conversation that might not normally, because um, you're talking about youth, um, and start to put a, a, a face and a, um, a story behind that that people will listen to. And so that was a forum, um, and that was, you know, when we were still virtual, that we got a lot of feedback from just people saying, I hadn't thought about things like that. Um, and it's, even though we have, we have a lot of, um, of youth in our community that are in um, pretty precarious housing situations, it, it's just, it's not what we see every day. So it's, it's not how people normally frame the issue. So even just the, the framing of that issue a little bit differently and talking about it in a very specific manner and, um, ways that uh, mentorship has provided uh, opportunities for youth to, to get out of that cycle. Um, so it was something that also provided uh, ways that people could get involved and, uh, you know, a tangible, uh, I wouldn't say as far as, you know, a solution, but tangible ways out of this process. Uh, there was also um, our November forum uh we talked about uh, different ways that people can engage in our community. And we had um, a speaker, um, Jasmine, and then um, Zavi, um, who talked about how, you know, often they get tapped as, as people of color in our community to serve on boards. And um, I'm someone that speaks to a lot of nonprofit leaders and um, is, you know, pretty involved in that. We have a lot of nonprofit leaders on our board too. And that was something that also got a lot of feedback pretty quickly was uh, 
that we don't always think about it like that. Like, you know, we're, we're trying to do the right thing and then we're burdening the people we're, we're trying to lift up. So it can be, yeah, something as broad as the entire forum or just one little piece that comes out of it. How do you know if one's been successful or not? Like what's your, <laughs> your measure? That is, um, is probably one of the most difficult uh, things to measure. Uh, and it's been very difficult in the virtual environments. Uh, you know, virtual is difficult um, for all of us and frustrating and, and that sort of thing, and, but convenient. Uh, but what we, what I noticed when I came on that was different um, than when I was involved in the program committee is there wasn't a lot, you know, you finish the virtual program and it's just kind of over. And we do a survey and, you know, we talk about it at a committee meeting, but you didn't have that moment after being in person when the room, you know, breaks and the speakers are done and there's that kind of after conversation. And to me, it's a lot of times the conversation that happens in that 15 or 20 minutes even after a forum to see, you know, what people are excited about and um, what things they wanted to continue to talk about. And, and so, you know, we, we really felt that in the two forums we were able to do in person again and um, have struggled to replicate that in a virtual environment. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, it, it's more, you know, it's an online conversation or email, it's the feedback, you know, you're getting. And it's usually little things that might miss like, oh, couldn't we have gone deeper on this? It's usually couldn't have we gone deeper on this or couldn't we have had more conversation about this? Uh, and it's, uh, it, it is hard in a, essentially an hour program where you have uh, a half an hour of real content and um, to get too deep into things. And that's something that we always, we're always looking at. Like, did we get to the crux of the issue? Uh, or did we miss it? And then, you know, it, it goes both ways sometimes. <laughs> Kim, from my own edification, how much are you, um, I mean, looking forward, your next forums, are they going to be, how much, how many people do you allow in person? How much do you do virtual? What do you, I mean, I know everything's always in flux, but yeah. looking in I your crystal ball. I can't promise it won't change um, <laughs> any day. Right. Um, but our, our general plan right now through um, our plan, at least was through um, through March, uh, was to limit the in-person crowd to 50. And we do have a vaccine requirement. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we, we offer our live streams for free. So, uh, and those are simultaneous. So they're, they're occurring um, at the same time and both audiences can ask questions and that sort of thing. And then it was, it's April that we were hoping to, um, essentially not have a cap anymore and, and feel like we could just, you know, just build back that audience. Um, I don't know yeah. what this month looks like. <laughs> right now we are technically yeah. a hybrid event. Uh, we're kind of kind of yeah. see how this weekend goes and the numbers and all well, that. Well, it is pretty nice that you can offer for free that aspect of it virtually, even mm -hmm. if it's, it is, I would agree, so a great deal less, uh, less stimulating especially if you're still wanting to encourage dialogue it, there is that moment after the presentation when you definitely want to debrief with the people who've also heard the presentation about their thoughts and um it's hard, it's harder to do on zoom mm -hmm. I, I i like it as a podcast format i'll, I'll give it its blessings for that it, yeah <clears throat> it made this space that was kind of technologically difficult for a while pretty simple <laughs> yeah um, so me, what are some of the lessons that you've learned from not so sex, success, successful ones? Sorry about that. Um, you know, I, um, you know, we, we do our programs with the committee 
And that both um, stimulates a lot of conversation and good ideas and is way better than just a couple people um, picking topics and going with them and having them constantly kind of go from their perspective. But it also means you're, you know, you're working with the committee and sometimes too many ideas get into, uh, into a forum and um, you don't always realize it till you're there. <laughs> And then you, you realize you're not going to actually, you know, you, you tried to do too many things and meet too many people's expectations and it's, uh, um, it, it gets too general or that sort of thing. Sure. I'm, I'm really interested in the one that, that I keep thinking about is um, when, and, and I can't remember in the span of the last few years, you know, time contracts and expands strangely right now. Um, but when you did the one about having difficult conversations, mm -hmm. um, and can you just tell readers and viewers a little bit about that one and what came out of it? Um, I, we've done a couple. So um, even last month was a little bit like that, but I, I'm thinking you're talking about um, December of 2020. <laughs> um, and, it, um, you know, that that's, it's really about how we approach approach you know even listening and um we've you know we're in these silos right now and uh, have been for a while and it is interesting when you talk you enter a space where uh you don't have the same background or uh or know you have the same perspective as other people and it, it can get uh it can get awkward very quickly and uh, I think there's a lot of emotion and psychology that's going on there. And you have to be able to acknowledge that you're going through a process and your reactions are going through a process before you can listen to someone. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we used to, this, this is always difficult and it's, it's, it's even harder now. And it's acknowledging that that's, uh, it is harder. What was the feedback for that one? I mean, did you... I guess I'm thinking, was it just folks who already kind of took yeah. on this notion that, yes, I want to be able to approach difficult conversations? Or do you think you brought anyone else along with that one in the sense of, mm -hmm. hey, someone learned something and maybe they really will try harder next time? I think uh, what's interesting about that, that type of forum is you get people that are like, you know what, I'm over it. Like, yes, I'm having conversations with people. I'm just doing it. It's not a problem for me. Um, and one thing you'll see is that's kind of interesting is them realize that it is a struggle for other people. And so it's not necessarily that uh, it, it moved anything for them, but it helped, you know, maybe help them acknowledge that it, we're both people that some people are totally fine and they are moving on and, and able to do this. And then others are really struggling. Yeah, Kim, who, who or what are the topics on your wish list to cover in the future? So, brainstorming. One area is, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, it's January 6th and um, acknowledging that we've, we've gone through a really difficult time in our democracy. And that, that means different things for different people. And we're seeing some pretty high rates of, you know, lack of confidence in, our, in the stability of our democracy. So trying to figure out how to have that conversation that feels okay for people and um, in a localized manner. 
really good because I was wondering where I was going to wear my uh, old big bullhorn and blue face uh, costume, and yeah. I, I put it away, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe I need to bring that back out. Yeah, we, we could all pick our favorite uh, favorite outfits from <laughs> the past year. So, on a serious note, but your con- your upcoming one is going to be on the January sixth. Um, no. No, our okay. um, our no um, our upcoming forum is um, with the Oregon Community Foundation uh, about about their um, kind of generational report they've released on uh, factors that um, help uh, stop the cycle of childhood poverty. Oh, okay, great. Well, I would encourage you to also take up the uh, conversation on people's differing perspectives on what would happen on something that you can watch a videotape on. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. So, yeah. Um, I guess I'm really curious about that, just to dive into it for just a second. If you're having a conversation with your your board over just, you know, are we going to approach a conversation around just for giggles, um, is the election legitimate? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to laugh so I, I don't know. cry. Um, and um, do you, is, is there ever a time, and I imagine that there are when you're having these conversations about forums, that you just think it's too, it's just too polarizing. We can't, we can't do that. Or, or maybe even we don't want to invite a, a side that will spread misinformation. Um, I guess there's a, a seed of misinformation danger there. So those are, um, are probably two of the biggest large conversations that we've had and are having uh, both. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty easy to pick po- uh, topics that might get a lot of interest that are kind of sensationalized um, and could have two sides that go at it pretty hard. <laughs> Uh, and that, so we always ask, like, does that, what does that, are we, what does that promote? What is that doing um, beyond giving um, voice to two different sides? Is it, is it, is it, are we doing something that, that allows people to think of something differently? Or are we reinforcing, um, is it just reinforcing beliefs? So that, and that's a, it can be a very ambiguous way to approach things. And um, there's, you know, there's always pressure to, to go for something that, um, you know, we know would get huge numbers and, and that sort of thing, but we, we try hard actually not to do that. And then the question of bringing people in that uh, the misinformation, um, it's, it's, you know, I, in the media, I know it's the same, it's a, it's a very difficult right now because obviously not everyone thinks it's misinformation and who is the arbiter of of that and how how do we say no we're not going there because that's that's just not based on anything that is generally accepted as truth versus allowing everyone to have you know a conversation and a say and i think we're going to continue to struggle to, to balance that um, you know, just like everyone in society, um, but to, to live up to our mission of promoting conversation between people um, while also not trying to say this is right and this is wrong, um, but then not giving voice to, to things that just are not true. Well, I, do, I do think that in some ways you do serve, City Club does serve a um, unique and powerful role in that you can present uh, these 
these issues. And people are able to talk through it. You know, I think that's I think that's the beauty of the forums if you've got is that regardless regardless of in some ways in some ways the truth outs in those conversations. A lot of like a lot of the misinformation, a lot of the fantabulous stuff you see on next door next door, you know, Facebook or some of these other platforms. when you actually when you actually get people in a room and you have to actually substantiate some of the stuff is supportive. Supportive emotionally, I think. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I found a lot of that can fade, can fade away, and, and, uh, and uh, that's what I really like. That's what I really like about the kind of work that you kind of work that you guys do. Is you know, in the media, you know, in the media on our side, we'll, um, um, you know, we can publicize, you know, we can publicize it as it as it is. You know, people get wherever they are, wherever they are, whatever it is, whatever it is, as it stands. Whereas where you, what you're doing is a lot more dynamic and fluid. You can, you can, you can in the moment see things change, if you see people change, and that's just very, and that's just very cool. Kudos to you, kudos to you for that format. Maybe, maybe Tim, in closing, how do you, how does someone get, how does someone get involved in City Club? What types of people, types of people can look for to get involved? So yeah, I, I think people that are you know interested in civic engagement, they're interested in uh, in our community and our region, and um, are willing to do. It's just hard work some days, and they're hard conversations some days. That you know are willing willing to have those, or um, you know comfortable uh, in you know debate and conflict sometimes, but. Uh, you know, we have, we have various uh, committees beyond our program committee, marketing, uh, membership, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it's just getting in touch with me, which is um, just uh, cityclubco.org. And we, we will find the right fit for people. <laughs> are you currently Spaces that you're looking for, positions that positions that you're trying to fill. Yeah, I mean, we, we are in a, a rebuilding phase. Um, the the pandemic did nothing besides burn out people that were already you know volunteer heavy. So um, we're looking across the board for um, to either re-engage people that uh, haven't been involved in a while or new, new members to our community or people that just want to have these conversations. So um, we have a lot of opportunities. A lot of Well, I don't have any other questions for you, Kim. Is there anything else you can say to know? No, I just, you know, our, our topics for the year are on the website. And uh, one thing that we're always looking for, especially as you look at our topics, is ideas for speakers. Uh, so that, that's kind of a simple way to give back. Is, uh, if there's a great speaker topic, a great speaker, you know, we want to talk to them. So, um, yeah. Great. Great. Okay, well, thanks for taking the time today, the time today with us, and especially after the major years when I know is what I know is. Get back to it, everybody. Get everybody so overloaded. Really appreciate your time, everything you're doing, everything you're doing for the community. Thank you, Erin Nicole. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim.